As you know, tonight going into tomorrow is Tu B'Shvat. Tu B'Shvat, as much as it has a prominent place on our calendar, it's also somewhat elusive in terms of understanding what it's, what it's really about. And I think it behooves us every year to try to uncover another layer of, uh, of what we can take away from the day. And this is what, uh, uh, with Akash Baruch's help, uh, occurred to me uh, most, uh, most recently. Um, it's interesting, uh, it starts with a ha'ara that uh, has been made already uh, uh, by, by many over the years, over the centuries, when you open up the Mishnah in the, at the beginning of Rosh Hashanah, uh, and it talks about the, the various Rosh Hashanah, the course of the year, so it identifies Tu B'Shvat as the Rosh, Rosh Hashanah Le... No, Le Ilan. Contrary to the popular song, it's Rosh Hashanah Le Ilan. And the question is, why are we singling it out with that Lashon Yachr as opposed to Lashon Rabin? So, one of the more well-known explanations is because it's referring to a very special Ilan, the Esrog, and there's a school of brought down in the Svarim HaKadoshim to Davin, on, uh, on Tu B'Shvat, that uh, you should be zochah to find the beautiful Esrog when Sukkot comes around. That's one explanation. There's another explanation, which I think uh, Rabbi Tzadok, Rabbi Tzadok Cohen, uh, uh, mentions that the Elon, the Elon, is referring to the Eitzadas. Something about Tu B'Shvat relates to being misakin, the Avera, the Achila from the Eitzadas of Adam and Chava in Gan Eden. The question is, what exactly uh, does one have to do with the other? So uh, there was a, there's a, a Rebbe in Israel, Rabbi uh, uh, David Aaron, who was visiting YU a number of years ago, and he, inter- he offered the following explanation. I don't think this is his own. It's based on, on earlier Mepharshim. Uh, but he related, uh, based on those Mepharshim, the following explanation. When we think about what HaKadosh Baruch Hu did by placing Adam Rishon and Chava in Gan Eden, the Ramchal and others explained that the whole purpose of creation was Hashem as the ultimate mative, the ultimate good, gives good to others as an expression of that quality, Kviyachal. And he created this beautiful gan, this mikol etagan tochal. He said, anything you want, enjoy it. It's, it's delicious. Paradise. So the, the substance of the relationship with the Rabboni Sholem, uh, with Chava and uh, with Adam and Chava, was the pleasure, the enjoyment that he afforded to them. And, and that connection, that love, and that giving, and that goodness. And what did they do? They went to the one tree that HaKadosh Baruch said, no, sorry, you can't eat from that tree. So in other words, they wanted all the, the benefits. They wanted to enjoy. They wanted the tainuk. They wanted the hana, but they wanted it in the one way that was outside of the bounds of that kesher, of that relationship with Hashem. We want it independently. We want that pleasure outside of the relationship with Hashem. Very interesting. There's a parallel um, to, to unlocking one of the enigmas of, of this week's parsha and, and recent parshios. Uh, uh, of course, Paro ends up uh, you know, at the bottom of the sea, in, in our parashat, as time goes on, as he continues to deny uh, 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 the freedom to the Jewish people, so Hashem takes away his free will. And all the Rishonim are bothered philosophically with how this works with what we would imagine is one of the basic truths of humanity, that you have free will, you have Bechir Chavshis. And the Rambam famously gives the answer that yes, Paro started with free will, but he lost that free will as part of the punishment. We also believe that there is a tenet of and, and we don't always know why this particular Vera warrants that particular punishment, but the particular punishment for Paro, given what he did, was to lose his free will. And Radon Lapiansky explained that what the Ram is trying to tell us is the following. Paro, right, what, what was the Mida connected Mida for Paro? Why, why was losing his free will so, 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 so directly relevant to his Avera? Because what, what's the first words that Paro says when, when Moshe comes to him? Mi Hashem, right? He wanted that nothing to do with Akash He didn't believe in Akash He felt... Here's the key that he was existed independently and outside of Hashem. He didn't need Hashem. He was in a different realm whereby he was not beholding to Akarish Baruch Hu at all. What Hashem had to respond to him, Kaviachal, is the free will that you take for granted 
is also a God-given right. Uh, he should have listened to uh, Thomas Jefferson, the Declaration of Independence, right? There are certain inalienable rights, and one of them is liberty, but even Thomas Jefferson said that that was endowed by the Creator as an inalienable right. Free will is something that doesn't exist independently as a human uh, characteristic. It's because of Kodesh Baruch Hu, as the Ram says, Harishus Nusuna. Hashem gave us the ability to make those decisions. So the, the, when, when Paro says, I want to exist independently of Hashem, I don't even know who he is. Hashem says, yeah, but even your ability to say that, your ability to make any decisions on your own is a function of the fact that I gave you that. You can't exist outside of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So the punishment, Mitha Kanagin Mitha, is you lose that freedom that you think you have above the law, above HaKadosh Baruch Hu's creation. So getting back to, to the Eitzadas, because really those, those were the similar, similar mistakes, right? You cannot exist outside of your relationship with Hashem. So, we, so, so many people have this minute of having a seder, two bishvat seder. You get around, you get around the table and you eat fruit. What, what's the idea? So as the Rebbe's used to say, you know, we are in the habit of making a bracha in order to eat. But the Rebbe eats in order to make a bracha. We sit around the table to enjoy the fruits, the goodness of the Rebbe Shalom, to be masakin the chayt of, of, of Adam and Chava, to say that the reason I'm eating is dafka so that it gives me the opportunity, as it were, to acknowledge that relationship with Hashem, to praise HaKadosh Baruch Hu, to eat what He did give of me, because that's precisely where I demonstrate the antithesis of the Eitzadas. Eitzadas is to try to enjoy the world independent of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There's no such thing. Our existence in this world is all about, it has to be engendered, it has to be completely defined by how it brings us closer and, 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 and acknowledges that relationship with Hashem. How do we do that? By making brachas. We said the Tubishvat Seder is to take the Elon, the tree, and say, I'm going to make Everything about eating from the tree, my connection, my relationship with the Kodesh Baruch Hu, which is just the opposite of where Adam and Chava tried to remove that piece of the puzzle of, of, of the enjoyment of the fruits, existing independently and without the praise, without the relationship, without the catch with the Kodesh Baruch Hu. And we don't even say Tachanon, so it's really a celebration, but only if you really have the depths of Tu B'Shvat ingrained in your consciousness. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you.